Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021, the official first practice day for training camp for the Arizona Coyotes and most of the teams around the NHL. Media day was yesterday, and we had a lot to get to, um, so we will get to that all in today's episode. Once again, I am your host, Robin Leonio, joined with me, once again, Carl Pavlik of 5 We will talk a lot of things about the training camp Things that we and rumblings we heard out of the first day. So, uh, I mean, Carl, uh, I guess some good things, some bad things. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's there's so many different different ways we can go about it. Yeah. So, uh, let's start with the good news. Uh, it's always funny, fun to go with the good news. Um, Craig Morgan got a phenomenal quote from Christian Fisher on the Coyotes going back to the Kachina jersey. Uh, we had talked about that previously. Um, Fisher's quote, when you wake up to a notification from the Coyotes, that's the best one that's come in a couple months. Which, just, same. Same. It's He is exuding the, the energy of every Coyotes fan who have been who's been following the team in the last four months yes for the last let's be honest the entirety of christian fisher's career but especially the past few months um he he is right that was just a really like fun cool thing to happen and i'm sure like no one told him about it like it's being done like above his pay level in in like the operation side so he was probably just as surprised as fans the only person that knew that that would have known about it is uh, the person that modeled the, for the video in and uh, Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, unless Chikrin told everyone, that's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah, but but that was really good. That was uh, some fun, lighthearted training camp news, uh, and then almost immediately, this Phil Kessel uh, has a foot injury. He's going to be out two or three weeks. So, oh yeah, that's, and you know, we were talking about, about him and whether or not he even wanted, wanted to be on the team and we know he doesn't. Yeah. Um, we know he, he wants to get traded, doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding team. Um, we've talked about that several times over the last few weeks, even over the last couple months even, yeah. um, because dating back even to July, June, some of that stuff like that. Um, it's an open secret uh, that like Phil Kessel's place is not on a rebuilding team. Uh, it's not going to be good for him. It's not going to be good to like have an angry Phil Kessel in the locker room. Like everyone wants this. Yeah, to and this and this doesn't help him because now he has to worry about an injury that he has to nurse. He's out for two or three weeks, potentially. Obviously, um, not only uh, putting his uh, uh, consecutive game streak in uh, in jeopardy, but also right now his his stock is dropping and. Not and the likelihood of him getting traded is now extremely low. <laughs> yeah, like if Phil Kessel came out and had like a really solid training camp, 
I could see him being like picked up pretty early in the season. Uh, I think I mentioned last time, like you, there's a, a benefit to having Phil Kessel very familiar with your system. Um, but that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Uh, he may miss training camp altogether. And like you said, if he break, if his Ironman streak comes to an end because of a foot injury, that's just brutal. That's a brutal way to end. It is. And, um, but that does leave us to the question and the kind of thing that we have to address because we were talking about it just, you know, yesterday in terms of, you know, how Lions stack up. How would a Phil Kessel injury for the first couple of games or so impact the starting lineup for day, for game one? I mean, I definitely think that, like, increases the likelihood that we see Dylan Gunther um, on yep. opening day roster. Um that seems like almost inevitable at this point, unless he has a just horrible training camp, which would be shocking given the, the rookie faceoff tournament. But yeah, if, if you have like that kind of protected role that Phil Kessel had, like might as well have Gunther uh, fill it. Yeah. And you know, I don't, and again, because uh, it'd only be for like, you know, a few games, Gunther gets his experience and he gets it. He, he, you know, he gets you know, pretty decent minutes as well out of it. And then they're just like, "All right, we got Kessel back. Thanks, Gunther, for filling in the time. We're gonna send you back to Edmonton so you can get your uh, your junior year seasoning. And then we'll, get, we'll we'll bring you back again next year because we'll definitely got a spot next year." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems like it'd be um, not an ideal situation because I still think having like Kessel continue the Ironman streak is like the best case scenario. Um, and you, you can have both Gunther and him do it, but that, that would be the biggest change that I would see if I was uh Tournier and Armstrong. Absolutely. I'm trying to, I, I, I was curious cause I just went, went up and bring up um, most consecutive um, right now. And Phil Kessel is the third longest active. Yeah. Uh, uh, 900 games. Um, and Soon to be, obviously. Well, he was the thing. This is actually now. Now he was actually the interesting thing. Now I'm looking at it because even the second longest active is also in jeopardy. Uh, who? Patrick Parlow. Oh, yeah. He's not on a team. Uh, where's uh Keith Yandel on that? Uh, he is uh first active, second overall. Uh, he is uh, 42-43 games shy of the record set by Doug Jarvis from October of 1975 to October of 1987. So, pretty good chance of getting that. Um, I mean, he's with the Flyers. Got to see him uh, meet Gritty today. That was pretty fun. Remember when there was the rumors that that uh, Yandel potentially could have been benched, and and everyone they got like, yeah, um, that's like Iron Man streaks are one of those things where, like, you don't mess with them. <laughs> yeah, you don't. But I also kind of hate them um, because I always felt like Kessel would have been better his first season here if he had just 
rested a couple games and didn't play completely injured for her like three quarters of a season. But that's also like, I mean, kind of bigger than the individual season. Uh, yeah, but it's also really cool to know, to know the fact that in the entire 2010s, Phil Kessler hasn't missed a game. Yeah. Like. It is. And I love them, but I can appreciate them much more when the person's not on my team. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I am way more invested in Yandel absolutely getting that record now. If he was with the Coyotes, I would have to be making logical decisions about whether or not he is the best person to be putting on the ice at that moment. Um, and it's just easier to shut that part of my brain off for when it's someone else's team. I guess so. You know, you just kind of uh, look at it in, in, in a different perspective. I've always been – like, I've kind of been a fan of – those consecutive streaks just because like i like iron man streaks because well again i i i'm a huge fan of patrick marlowe and seeing him do that and like i mean he just really that, that dude just really gets injured yeah. <laughs> so i'd never seen an issue with that but um i don't know yeah i mean it, 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 it still would suck though to see phil kessel's iron man streak end because that's you know right he, he's right now fifth overall yeah yeah, when you, especially when you're getting that close over over like a foot thing too. Foot injuries just seem like it's probably because so often we hear about players playing on injured feet, but it's like, oh, that's just a tough one to go down on. Something I just realized, and this is just a fun thing for everyone out here. If Phil Kessel, Patrick Marlowe, and Keith Yandel all happen to play complete seasons coming up this year, they will all be one, two, and three overall. Not just active, but overall. Nice. That would be a crazy thing to see. That'd be like watching your car's odometer roll over. See three <laughs> consecutive records broken. And they're all just like those guys who are like towards the, you know, uh, at least Yando and Marlo towards the end of their careers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how much longer Castle has either. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe he still probably has a year or two more than the other two. Yeah. He's definitely looking. I mean, that's why we're talking about him wanting to leave because he wants out before you know. He wants to have a good season before he has. He wants to. He wants to finish his career off decent terms. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not going to happen with the Arizona Coyotes next couple of years. No, it's not. Um, but, and again, this injury does not help um, speed up the timeline of him trying to get traded. Nope. But we'll see. But we still got more to get to other than uh, Phil Kessel's injury. Um, so be sure to stay locked in onto Locked On Coyotes. We'll get more in just a second. But first, I want to let you guys know that we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds and props and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up for today for, to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, including hockey, 
right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. We want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, now time to once again continue here on Locked On Coyotes. Still quite a bit to get to. I think, uh, what should we get to now? Talk some goalie talk? Let's talk some goalie talk. Let's talk some goalie talk. Yeah. Because we didn't get to that on yesterday's episode. We just did forwards and defensemen. We didn't even do that two weeks ago. We were talking about it. I mean, we kind of did, but I kind of wanted to skirt around it. Because if I'm going to be honest, Carl... Yeah. Nothing special. <laughs> no, um, uh, it's nothing special for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, after years of Darcy Kemper and uh, Antti Ranta and Aiden Hill, like this year, all three are gone. All three are gone, um, and we are definitely getting a downgrade in net. Yeah, you're going to. Carter Hutton, who is rated on daily faceoff as the number 41 starting goaltender. How is he number 41 for a starting goaltender? Yeah, like um, 41 out of 32 teams. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> no, it's not, not good at all. <laughs> oh, man. And not to, and and to make things even even crazier, guys, Yosef Kajanash is the backup, and he was the starter for the San Jose Barracuda, um, and he played a couple games for the Sharks last year because let's be honest, the Sharks' goaltending situation was also really bad, and he didn't look great. I mean, I mean he's young. That's a at least a plus that means he's got more room to develop but still i mean the coyotes goaltending has turned around goalie careers in the past um but that was under very different circumstances and i'm not exactly expecting it to to happen this upcoming season uh but i would say like we could potentially see like an interesting battle. Uh, Hutton is a veteran, but you know he, he's. Would you say was ranked uh, forty-two? Um, uh, and maybe we got like a situation where there's a young upstart looking to take over, and who knows? I mean, the other thing too is uh, Kajnas is waivers exempt, so like if he ends up playing completely poorly. But like you know, 
We're going to send you down for a few games. And then we're going to go ahead and bring up uh, Prosvatov for a couple of games and see if that's a better pick. Yeah. And obviously, I, I do I do think that Prosvatov is best served in Tucson. Oh, yeah. um, I said this. I said this about every like like the other players, like him alongside Hayton, alongside Sodashem, alongside Kirk. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, who could potentially make a spot, but they're like, no, you want these guys. You don't want to rush development. Yeah, you don't want to make any mistakes. Have them do what they can do in Tucson, and then go from there. Yeah, if they're like clearly ready um and like there's gonna be no benefit with them being in tucson that's fine i'd say if there's like any doubt that they will improve in any way send them to tucson because like at least have them be around a winning atmosphere and i think having prospects play in tucson is a better option for him and a better option long term for the team the the only thing i will say is I do wish we had gotten a chance to see him last season so we could at least see like how well he was doing. I think he had like he played one game and I think he was relief for maybe one. Uh I don't have it in front of me, but there was a stretch He was he was backing up Aiden Hill yeah. when both uh um Ranta and Kemper were injured. Yeah. And at uh at I was actually writing an article about this that just didn't because all the goaltenders got traded. I think it was Hill starting 11 straight games. Yep. And, and then like, and you and I, I think at the time we were even just like, just give one of those games to yeah. Prosvitov. Yeah. Just let him rest. Let like, let Hill rest. Let's see what your goaltender of the future can do. Um, but no, like, so Yeah. It'd be great if I could see him a couple games this year, but I think he's probably going to spend most of his time with the Roadrunners. Which, again, is, you know, the ideal. For those who don't know, um, the Roadrunners are coached by Jay Verde, as he was two years ago. He wasn't last year because he was having a taxi squad. And Verde led a team that, um, well, quite frankly, looked like they were ready for, like, uh, yeah, a a, a Stanley, uh, a Calder Cup push, uh, right before the pandemic hit. Like that Roadrunners team, and I'm not sure how how much you were following Carl at that time, but that Roadrunners team, right before the pandemic hit, they were high flying and they looked like they were hungry. Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely remember hearing about it, and uh, I didn't know like how close they were, so that's good to hear. Their day has always like really impressed me. I honestly like thought he was a maybe dark horse contender for like coach of the team uh and that's that's where i think his like your opinion of him should be if you're a fan uh so letting him handle the younger players i'm absolutely fine with that yeah the Coyotes have now they realize they 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 they, they did a pretty decent job with finding the right coach for the road runners um i mean the first year was a little bit of question i mean look they fired Mark Lamb after a year, but then they bring in Mike Van Ryan, who brings them to a, like right away to a Calder Cup playoff clinch. And then next year, they don't do so well. That's the first year under Verde. Um, but, you know, it's okay because 
there is some turnover. Players are already making their way to the NHL. So it's just like, okay, I can get this. Yeah. And then the very next year, after a full year under Verde, it's like, oh, this seems actually good. Yeah. And it was the right players, like, doing really well. Um, and I think maybe, like, Michael Bunting is probably, like, the best case scenario for, like, hey, we had this guy who was developing with the Roadrunners. He comes up. Look what he can do. Um, it was just. Heck, Connor Garland, dude. Connor Garland, too. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure like where he lined up coaching wise, but he was his first year was under Mike Van Ryan. Yeah, but I mean, since purchasing their AHL affiliate and bringing them to Tucson, the Coyotes have done just really good things. Um, and I'd say it definitely like the goaltending of the future can just stay there, and then the goaltending of the present. Uh, just the uh, the scapegoats, as you will. Yeah, yeah. They are the sacrificial lamb. Uh, we need someone in net. And who knows? I, I honestly do believe that, you know, goaltenders are, are crazy people who have puck shot at them at very high speeds. And they can, like, change very, like, unexpectedly. And all of a sudden, like, stand on their head and become – like phenomenal goalies. We have seen it time and again. There is nothing like you could tell me about a goaltender that would ever surprise me. So maybe uh, maybe they have it in them to like pull something crazy out. Absolutely. I mean, and we'll, I, I guess we'll just have to see. We'll be following training camp to see how it all turns out. And then uh, Roadrunners will also have their own like probably mini training camp as players slowly get sent down. And then pre-se- I think they have a preseason game. Um. And see what else am I missing from that? But yeah, you know they'll we'll we'll see how things go from there. I think that should be um, pretty fun. But we still got more to get to in this episode, so we'll end that part of the discussion. If you have any more questions, once again, don't don't uh, uh, don't 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 to be afraid to go ahead and ask us any questions. We we'll, we can answer them. Anyways, though, we can, again we still have more to get to. We'll, next segments we're going to talk vaccination status. Oh, great. We'll, we'll see um, how, how fun that might be. But anyways, before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? While the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the brand, only brands, that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Again, I always check rockauto.com for new parts for my Mustang. And I'm always checking all the prices. Air filters, easily half the cost from my from, from my uh, chain store nearby. Same thing goes for uh, windshield wipers. They have absolutely everything. And I want you guys to go ahead and check it out yourself. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write Locked On. And their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And now it's time to finish this 
discussion on locked on caddies by talking in vaccination status. Um, because, well, let's just say media day, Bill Armstrong goes out and says, we are 100% vaccinated, the entire team. Not only the team, let me get the exact quote because it was like everyone. Uh, the team, the coaches, the staff, 100%. Yeah. Uh, players, managers, coaches, and staff, 100%. Which is great because I think I saw I saw a report a couple of weeks ago that a deputy commissioner of the NHL, Bill Daly, was like, we're getting close to 100% for the league, which is great. But to hear that the Coyotes as a team is 100%, I mean, that mean, that just shows you that, you know, it's good that the Coyotes are a team that's having no holdouts, not where so we're not having any situation of players like other on other teams where, well, they just get uninvited from training camp. Yeah. It, this announcement came on a day where we saw a lot of just, um, let's just say it, consequences for player decisions. So, um, we saw that, you know, going along with what we've seen in the past where like the Columbus Blue Jackets have, uh, fired an assistant coach, a Sharks coach wasn't able to get vaccinated. So he's stepping down. Zach Ronaldo was uninvited from training camp. Um, and there's talk that he's going to go down to the AHL, uh, Todd Bertuzzi, um, currently he's still invited to training camp or Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, apologies. Um, he's still invited to training camp, but he's not going to be able to play any of the games in Canada. Like, um, and let's just keep going. Jo- Josh Archibald uh, is not vaccinated, and we honestly don't know what's going to happen with that yet. Um, so it's great that the Coyotes aren't having to worry like some of these other teams are. I know. I mean, like, um, and I think that's, I think that gives, that gives us a sense of relief, right? Because we don't have to worry about, um, asking players about their vaccination status or, you know, you know, you know, pestering anybody on the team about vaccination status, which we know they said, like, you know, like as it was announced, they're hundred percent vaccinated and you can say like, okay, so we can just go about hockey business as everything is normal, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, if nothing else, like, there's a better sense that, like, there's not going to be an issue surrounding this. We are always talking in sports about locker room issues, just, like, things that come up that affect the product on ice that just have nothing to do with it. And I feel like vaccination status, like, like Bertuzzi is going to have to answer questions like anytime the team is going, getting ready to go play a game in Canada. I mean, not just, not just Bertuzzi, but like, let's like, I mean, for example, let's look at the Zach Bonato situation. You're going to have media asking other players yeah. about Zach Ronaldo. You're going to have asking the coaches about Zach Ronaldo. Like that's going to be the focus. It's like, so what's going on with Zach Ronaldo? What's going to, what's going on with Tyler Bertuzzi? What's going on with, with, with Archibald? Like that's the focus now. And do you really want Connor McDavid to explain what's going on with Josh Archibald and what his vaccine concerns are? No, but he's the captain of that team. So he is in some sense, like he's going to have to answer those questions. Nobody wants that. Uh, And certainly not the league and not the team and not the players. So this is interesting to watch. 
and it's going to be interesting to watch. And again, super glad the Coyotes don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like I was saying before with uh, Iron Man streaks. It's very interesting to watch from a distance. Keep it away from me. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And um, it's definitely like one of those things where I'm sure that this is going to be like something that comes to mind when these players are traveling, like uh, the ones who are. Um, if Ronaldo goes down to Cleveland, like all the AHL guys are going to have to deal with that in much smaller, like, areas because let's you've been to any ahl media places it's not the same size as an nhl the players aren't getting on the you know the team jet like uh like the nhl teams are it's like a team bus with a guy who's not vaccinated like that's gonna raise some questions exactly that's those those are just some of the things that that are have to be addressed and actually that brings me the question of how things are going to be handled in tucson i think yeah. That's something that probably will be asked down here when uh, we get close to the t- Tucson Roadrunner season starting. Yeah, it, there's definitely like there's not as much focus as as far as I've seen on what the AHL teams are going to be doing with their um, vaccine requirements. And honestly, like I haven't really heard anything about the team about like proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests. Um I can say that when I was there for the scrimmage and for the rookie faceoff games, not a lot of masks. Um, so I wonder what they're planning to do with games. I mean, I think then because they expected less people. Yeah. Like this, like we're talking, what's the, what's, what's the capacity of Gila River? 17,000, 16,000? Yeah, it's like 17,000, uh, six something. Like something really high up there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, like there's like obviously we know because of the people don't like going to Glendale problems. Like you're not gonna get to full six seventeen six hundred, but like, yeah. except but still, for, we're talking like at least what that's a that's a average what ten to thirteen thousand people, yeah. fourteen thousand people, like, like that's still a lot of people inside inside a building yeah. that are unmasked or unvaccinated, like. And um, you're going to get more, um, like, expatriates from Chicago because we're going to be playing the Blackhawks more because we're in their division now. Oh, um, yeah. There, there are some of those big draw games that the Coyotes fans are just um, – most season ticket sellers I know, they, they like to sell those tickets um, to not be one of those fans because um, there's a lot. Um but, you know, for, like, a Florida Panthers game, that's not going to be, like, social distancing isn't going to be a problem. Let's just say that. Oh, no. Um, exactly. Exactly. So it'll be interesting following this all going. I mean, at least we have this knowledge that the team, like, completely, like, not like the players, the staff, the coaches, all of them, management is all vaccinated. So okay. that is a good step in the right direction. There's a lot of questions, and that is one very like concrete answer that we have. So absolutely, that's good. But guys, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Hope you guys like what you heard. Uh, thanks again to Carl for joining us on today's episode. Um, if you did like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Once again, we are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and Odyssey. And uh, 
yeah, also subscribe if you're yet to already, because if you're not and you want to be notified when we get a new episode, subscribing is the best way to do that. We are posting episodes every weekday. Um, so that also gives you an idea of how often we're posting. But on the side of that, don't forget to interact with us on social media. I am personally at Robbie on your one. We are also at LO underscore Coyotes, Carl Pavlik. That's Carl Pavlik FFH on Twitter. Once again, you can interact with us on social media. And uh, we can interact with you back. Answer any questions you have, any burning questions you have, on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>